Welcome to the Burning Eye Podcast, West of Centre and Never Knowingly Mainstream. podcast of 2017 this is the second time that i have now recorded this because the first time didn't work <laughs> um so <laughs> let me get you up to speed um i'm jen hart i'm sat on my sofa in my house in bristol and i'm joined by hannah teasdale and vanessa Kasule. hello hello um and tonight we're just going to be having a chat with um each other about things that we like in the poetry world um our loves of 2016 and our hopes for 2017 and we will go off in many different directions so please bear with us as we navigate through time and space so uh let's begin very quickly by kind of just what were your favorite things about 2016 poetry wise so um (laughs) i got to catch a couple of shows um i didn't go to edinburgh and i know you didn't either hannah so you know didn't get to see as much as i'd have liked but I wanted to see Maria Ferguson's Fat Girls Don't Dance for ages. I'd been following it on Facebook and finally got to see that. And that was great just to see how she combined dance and spoken word. That was really interesting. I also really liked Harry and Chris's show. Um, It's just really nice and positive and fun. Um, And I think in a world which is, you know, very preoccupied with um, cynicism and and, and picking everything apart, um, you know, positivity can seem a bit, naive or a bit contrived but it was nice i think it was a really nice thing to watch in the midst of all the nonsense mm. that 2016 <laughs> flung at us yeah yeah, yeah. no i mean uh, i'd agree without being we last time we went off on a, on a huge tangent about harry and chris um which, which we're not going to do this time just to reiterate <laughs> yeah. that, you know we uh, we you know we we've both seen seen that show and it is you know it's incredible didn't go to edinburgh this year but the Royal Albert Hall with Hammer and Tongue, um, I know it was only this week. But, but, uh, but I suppose it's relevant to last year, though, isn't it? Sorry. It is. I it's guess it compli- counts. It yeah, because that, that, the, the champion is 2016. Nas- exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. It was the national finals for so, yeah, that the, t- the 2016. Uh-huh. Um, and that gave me the opportunity to see a whole host of poets that, you know, I don't get to see because I came from all around the country. Mm. So that that was incredible. And there were a couple of names um, that, you know, came out of there. One of whom I know is uh, maybe two actually are being published by Burning Eye um, this year anyway. Yes. Um, Louise Fazakli um, from Wigan. She she was incredible. Amazing. Just a lo- lovely woman as well. Um really good really just fantastic stage presence um and i just i just really like the stuff that she talks about um so i'm really i am looking forward to to seeing her book i don't know when that's scheduled for that's uh so louise's book is coming out in um unofficially in july but official launch december will be in november i think november, yeah okay um so look out she, for that yeah she she was great and the winner Teresa Lola. Lola. Mm. Bap, bap, bap. She's sick. 
<laughs> she is. I mean, she's just she's just too young and too beautiful, really, and, <laughs> and, and incredibly talented. And and Vanessa and I were talking, um, you know, whilst we were having our, our soup earlier and saying how um, she is just she's effortlessly brilliant, and she is able to she's spellbinding, and she can. It's the power of the storytelling. Mm. It doesn't always necessarily have to be. I mean, it's something that I do. You know, I, I write. It's all personal experience, and a lot of it's quite painful and difficult. Uh, she she writes about other people. Mm. Um, she tells a story, but with that that same level of emotion and connection mm. that most of us can only really achieve, sort of, when Through we're using our own our own experience. Mm. Yeah. And she's, I mean, I don't know how old she is. She looks incredibly Younger young. Younger than me, I think. Oh, she, well, yeah, I mean, I, I would say she, she's, yeah, she's got to be like literally half my age or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I just think, wow, what a talent. So, yeah. I, you know, I do hope that from what I saw that she's picked up fairly soon because she definitely yeah. deserves. So um, we were, before the technical difficulties of the past, <laughs> we were talking about... Um, people that make ripples with their spoken word. Um, mm. And I was talking about one of my favourite books from last year, which was um, Agnes Torek's Her Happiness is an Art Form. Mm-hmm. Um, and Agnes is someone who is very good at utilising the internet to... Um, so she does online courses for people and, and she funds her creative career through... Um, one of uh, it's like a crowdfunding yeah it's incredible yeah I I watched that on your carpool I was like wow yeah yeah, yeah, she's really sussed out a a model for herself which is which is quite incredible Mm. basically just getting fans to support her and like it's like a rolling thing it's like a one-off payment they pay so much per month yeah yeah and she and in return she gives them writing exercises every week and um and they get access to new material and, and videos before anyone else And they can be and... like, oh, could you write something about this? And, you know, yeah, they... yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that is the payoff, is that they end up dictating a certain amount of your output. Yeah, but that's how you... That's how... That's the only way you can make a living as a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, no yeah, different yeah, to getting yeah. a commission or... No, yeah, yeah, exactly, of course, yeah, of course. Exactly yeah, like yeah, that. And, if that, and that's what... I wasn't aware of that, mm, Yeah, yeah. I, so I mean, I've met her the, the once when I performed with her in Cheltenham with live with Bernie. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, Incredible, yeah. you know, such such an energy. Mm. Um and and someone, you know, quite honestly, I found, you know, it was it was difficult um performing alongside her because she, you know, she's, you know, she's very confident and right rightfully so. Yeah. But you um, just felt your style jarred. I just alongside I hers. Yeah, you know, probably. I mean, it was, um, you know, she's almost a kind of akin to a sort of motivational speaker. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Mm, um, mm. You know, um, and I, that, 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 that's not what I, that's <laughs> not what I do. I probably motivate people how, how, not, how not to live their lives by sharing a piece of my own. Mm. Whereas she kind of does the opposite, really. And, you know, I have a huge admira- admiration for her. She, you know, she, she, you know, she was very good and, and I, I would, I'd love to, to kind of have a. I should probably take on board her book. Actually, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know? Do you know Maybe what she though? actually changed my life? Do, do you know? Do you know what I think the problem is? There <clears throat> is that is the fault of the programmers for not understanding how that would have. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're programming an event, and there's nothing wrong with having contrast. Yeah. But I think you know you do have to think. Okay, how do these poets sit alongside each other? Mm. I'm trying to think of an example now. 
uh, I can't think of an example of like three boats I wouldn't put together, but you know, <laughs> there are certain, <laughs> there are certain, there and is, I think sometimes, and maybe... it's not about, you know, because obviously everyone has their worth, but it's about knowing how these different styles they come to, they together. They flow well. Yeah, and create each other an on atmosphere. The yeah, I do agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been I, on lineups where I've been like, I don't belong in this. Yeah, I'm, and I, felt I stand like, out too I, much. I, I felt, mm, I yeah, felt with too. that, you know, and and uh, you know, I I've not performed alongside either Liv or Agnes, um, and both of them, I think, you know, create um, much more of an energy in in that way. Um, yeah. And I, and I didn't feel it in that at that occasion. I I sat kind of particularly well. I almost felt, I'll be honest, you know. I, I felt slightly embarrassed about about the the kind of things that I was you know was talking about because right, it, you yeah. know weren't it wasn't they're not uplifting yeah and they're not motivational um, and they're not particularly funny um, yeah yeah and it is quite difficult mm. I mean when you're performing I mean even you know down to the I've done fest you know been on, on festivals and, and followed you know the the bubble man clown you know yeah. and gone on and done my poetry obviously it was not in that <coughs> in that league mm. you know where you know there's just a kind of deathly silence and there's a mm. few sort of toddlers waiting you know oh, waiting yeah. for some that, bubbles that the and you're, and the you're, first time I and saw you're there you know <laughs> yeah and you're and you're and you're there doing a performance piece about your divorce <laughs> can go either way there are times where unfortunately it doesn't swing the audience can't quite <coughs> get on board with the change in tone but yeah. there are also instances where that contrast can really work and you're showing the breadth mm. of you know what poetry can cover, and particularly if people have never seen spoken word before, yeah. they get a sense yeah. of okay, so this is how one person does it, this is how another person does it, and that can yeah. be really nice. And I think also, mm. as a performer, if you can find it in yourself, even if you see other people on stage doing something very different to you and doing really well, if you can find it in yourself to go, okay, that's them doing what they do really well, and the audience are loving it, but I'm just going to show what I do and do it to the best of my ability and not mimic their energy no. but just bring my energy so when well, I, I don't think you can you can't you know in that sort of way you can't you can't mimic anyone else's energy mm. anyway can you so yeah but then I think sometimes in your head you might think oh let me pull out some stuff that might have a bit of humor in it or you're trying to find yeah. the, the easiest way to yeah, reflect the yeah, energy that's yeah. already been displayed yeah whereas if you can really again just like anchor yourself you in your own, sense you of self you have to own your own stuff don't and you? just be yeah. like you know what like what I do is different, but it has its worth. And yeah. in fact, might be, there'll be someone in that audience that doesn't like all this happy, happy stuff and might actually mm. appreciate my different voice. Yeah. So like yeah. when I was in Germany, I would be on bills with one, all German speaking poets. So I would be the only English speaking poet. I would be the only woman and the only person of color, right? Mm doing and and the german scene is very humorous and it has a lot more storytelling than ours does so i would be following four funny german white dudes telling funny stories about themselves mm. right so i would have that thing of oh surely that, yeah that's gonna get bought yeah like i would be like oh god they're not gonna like me they're not gonna understand it da, 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 da. but actually when i just sat in what i did it worked it was when i was pulling against the tide yeah, yeah. Yeah, and trying <clears throat> to fit more into that, or trying to be more humorous, or trying to emulate the energy mm. that it didn't go off right. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think you just no, gotta, I, th I think you're right. You, yourself. You, you yeah. do, you, and you think you just have to completely own it. I mean, you have that in slams, don't you? Which mm. we've, you know, we've all, all done. Yeah, kind of, you know, way through, and sometimes kind of still do. 
um, you know, and you yeah. can sit there, you know, having just seen what you're potentially up against because you know you are, and thinking, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this piece or that piece because the judges seem to be liking something that's, you know, funny mm. or yeah. political. And this is exactly why I don't like slams because I get yeah. so caught up in that anxiety of what are they going to think about me and my work yeah. and what, what, what maybe I, and then I always change poems at the last minute yeah. and I always regret it afterwards. Yeah, I know. It's, like, never, oh it's my never a good move because, like Vanessa yeah. said. You, you then haven't gone up there owning your, your, your own space. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, You've yeah. gone up there trying to mould mm. to the environment. And, yeah. you know, and it's easier said than done. You know, yeah, we've definitely. all done it. We've yeah, all gone up yeah. there going, oh, I think I'm going to do that. And that, I think, was a little bit of what sort of happened um, for me. Mm. I mean, I don't think, it, you know, it would have been apparent to anyone else. But, you know, when we were in, in Cheltenham, um, you know, with, with Agnes and Liv, um, we sort of took a tag team approach on poems, so we were constantly sort of bouncing off. What oh, right. Somebody okay. else had done, so we hadn't. Yeah. yeah. And Which can be hard. To, we yeah, chose yeah, yeah, to yeah. do that because, I mean, it was actually more for me. It was kind of my idea to do that because I felt that you know, if we were there in a bookshop, people were coming in. You know, it's better to sort of have a, a constant sort yeah, of flow rather yeah. than you know, someone up there for 15, 20 minutes <coughs> and then someone else mm. and then someone else. Yeah. Not many people are going to stay for an hour. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we, you know, we sort of did it like that, and um, you know that wasn't good for me because I, I probably decided to perform pieces that I wouldn't have before mm, be- mm. because of that. Because because you were like, okay, getting, they've just done this, oh, so I need to. they've just done yeah. that, and you know, you know. Yeah. So I think it's a, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm probably not supposed, supposed to be speaking about how to perform or whatever the weekend in, in the Albert Hall where you know I know people you know there were some people anything who goes. were very much caught up with well I'm going to see what else is is on in my round before deciding what I'm going to do oh, and other people who were, who were very bollocks. set on such this bollocks. is a poem I'm doing in the second round yeah no matter what See, they were the successful ones. See, aside from maybe once or twice a year when I'll do the Hammer and Tongue Slam, but that's mostly because I've got a new poem and I want to try it out. Mm-hmm. I, um, since I started doing poetry, I've only done really seriously one slam because mm. I learned, worked out very quickly that that's not, that's not the kind of thing that I like. Yeah. Like, it, it brings out the worst in me. Same here. My competitiveness and anxiety yeah. over appreciation of my own creative work and other people's and well that's the thing you miss out since i've been going mm. to slams just to yeah, watch, yeah 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 wow that, what an amazing mm. environment it really is yeah, it's difficult yeah. because ideally you wouldn't do slams until you were you'd been performing enough that you didn't care <laughs> yeah that would be yeah. the because now I'm, i don't really care to do slams but you could put me in one and i i I wouldn't give a shit, basically. Mm, yeah. And I could actually just go and do do whatever poem I felt like doing and then watch everyone else. Yeah. I really don't care. Yeah. But that's because I've been doing this a long time mm. and I'm comfortable enough in what I do and mm. my voice to be yeah. like that. Fast, like, like rewind, like, five years and it was very much about, oh, they just did this, so what does that mean about what I'm going to do? And Yeah. Um. So I think it's a waiting game. I think you know it's it's a very rare person who has that self-assurance from a very young yeah. age and from the beginning <laughs> it's just about putting that time in to the point where you're like you know what i actually know what i'm about as yeah. a performer and a writer mm. well i think that you know that i mean i i first got up on stage two years ago mm. um and never had never been on stage before i'd always you know just been not just been a writer but yeah you know, mm. writing and i kind of got 
pulled into you know performing and, and slams and stuff completely I, I didn't even know what I was doing someone just said oh come and come and do this what, well, what have I got to do I'll just read some poems read some poems and then it materialized that everyone else had learned you know perfectly you know two minutes 57 seconds worth of work <laughs> <laughs> per round and I was like well oh, just read another poem however you know again going back to you know the weekend at the Albert Hall um you know there were there were two women there who were reading um and did you know more than one poem and they were really good mm. they were yeah. beautiful beautiful pieces they got knocked out mm. they should do you know been, what do you know are... what people say this to me all the time at, when i'm running workshops or just generally they're like oh like how do you memorize your pieces because i've got to memorize my pieces and i say the same i say the same thing every time i use the same example every time you Holly don't Mc... do you one i i don't no you don't i mean i have memorized pieces in the past but it's neither here nor there to me as long as you can perform confidently yeah. with your book it's fine holly mcnish is arguably one of the most successful poets in this country mm. and she always reads, reads from her yeah, Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. she reads poems that she has been performing for years and years and years off her paper. Mm. Yeah. Mostly because she's a nervous wreck and she doesn't feel like she, she probably could perform without it. If, yeah, yeah. But she'd rather perform with the paper. Yeah. And she performs in front of thousands of people. Yeah. It's clearly not a hindrance as long as you don't make it one. I think, and I think you're yeah. right. And I think there are those people. I mean, you, you know, yourself and Holly that you know that have kind of managed to you know jump through those barriers I do know and you know I've had it said to me a lot over the last couple of years you know you have to you have to learn your pieces if you're going to perform them you have to learn them and you know and that's a kind of I mean that's always come from men do you know do you know know what I'm gonna get you know but they say that it ta- you know it will take something away from your performance, and it's kind of almost you have to prove your worth. It's, I find it it's, very... it's bullshit. It's bullshit because you know that's usually advice. That's advice from people who think that it's really emotive to use choreographed gestures in their team poems. You are not a weatherman. <laughs> like you are not a weatherman. I don't give Fake. a fuck. And like, look at what you were saying earlier about Rob Orton and how. He uses that oh, awkwardness know, of reading from yeah. the book and losing your page, yeah, and how that's actually wasn't him that said that. Part <laughs> of the, it's part of the magic, and you know, I don't know if you know Zia Ahmed. Um, I did the Roundhouse Slam, I think maybe three years before I did it again, um, and and won it. But the year before, Zia Ahmed won, and he stood. His head was in the book most of the time. His voice was really quiet. He was shaky, stumbling his words. And do you know what? It was part of what made it so human and so beautiful mm. to watch. And it was the first time I'd seen someone do that mm. and not be the slam poet who knows all of their words yeah. and has this gesture for this part and goes <laughs> quiet on this bit and loud you on this see? bit. That's exactly what we and you know what? It's like, <laughs> like Zia Ahmed was the first person that I watched where I was like, you can take all of these things that supposedly make you imperfect or make yeah. you a... Um, an unpolished performer and and harness that and make people connect with you more because people can yeah, identify but... with the person who's flipping through their book like Ugh. yeah yeah whereas mm. someone who's very slick yeah that might be quite arresting in a conventional way but it actually removes you a bit from the audience i yeah but there's, there's i think it does my standard isn't it this is, this is when this is i think sometimes when you know the judging is down to um the old, the, you know, the sort of, you know, random audience judges. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, they are the people that we're performing to and, you know, when we buying books. Mm. But, you know, it is, it is sometimes I think quite easy to be pulled in to 
and, and the these, performance and sometimes. These the people who are telling you, oh, like, memorise your poem and, and do, 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 do. You know, the, I imagine these are the type of people that spend more time thinking about how they're going to perform it and what they're going to do with the, their voice here to emotionally manipulate the audience and blah, blah, blah. They spend more time thinking about that than the actual yeah, writing. Yeah, they, they do. And, and they're yeah. they also people that quite a lot of the time, I mean, I don't know if this is a thing for either of you. I mean, it's completely um, alien to me. But the idea of, of sort of, you know, writing something in your head as a, as a performance piece... Um, well, I mean, and it's a technique, and it, it's it usually is, people I mean, in the rap world or the music world, yeah, quite, you know, who true, have quite yeah. lyrical brains. And particularly if your stuff is naturally rhythmic or has a lot of mm. rhyme, it can make sense in your mind to just be like, dum, 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 work out something in your brain like yeah. that. The way you and I write, not that we write similar, but as in because yeah, we, we, yeah. we're more from the poetic side of things, that makes no sense for no, me at least. No, I, I can't do it. I can't move. I wouldn't be able to move on from, mm. you know, even like a, a line let alone a, a sort of couplet without having written it down and but as soon as it's as soon as the pen is on the paper then mm. then you yeah. know it can all sort of come but out that, but yeah but there's, there's so many people that give freely dish out advice but are quite often maybe have one like one kind of you know local a couple of local or maybe actually and not. they think that they're the tits <laughs> I'm thinking, do you know, you know and, 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 maybe, and maybe not. These, I, are, these are people that are still very unsure of who they are as people and I, I think some of the best the the people that i want to publish at burning eye and the people that i respect the most performance wise are people that know who they are a little bit mm. and have kind of found themselves and their voice and are comfortable with where they are mm. rather yeah. than the people that feel like that learning their words is better than the quality of mm. their words and also unsolicited advice is trash i don't know whether yeah. these people that's told you this just decide <laughs> just decided off their own back to come and tell you that but like i often find that rubbish advice is unsolicited <laughs> do you yeah. know what i mean whereas if i see someone and i respect them and i, um, seek I think they're their called advice, um, um somewhat a, a, a friend said to me at the, at the weekend completely unrelated to the album a friend down in london there um unwanted life coaches mm. um refurbished man <laughs> yeah yes yeah. and, and you know right, it's just are, it's just yeah. very amusing for someone to come along who i don't know your work i don't know who you are but you've taken it upon yourself to come to me and tell me whatever you think i need to improve on it's different if i respect someone and i have asked them what they think yeah. and usually their advice is a lot more considered and tailored to what's going to make me a better version of me rather than mm. a copy of them. Yeah. Because actually, they're, they're, they're an artist and they realise that that is what is going on here, not just, I have my way of doing it and everyone should do it like me. Yeah. I, you think, know? I mean, there's, there's definitely, um, there's a different type of skill between, you know, sort of, perf you know, performing without anything in front of you. And I know when I know pieces... Yeah. Um... It's a different they type are, of... It's a different energy yeah. that I feel. It's almost a, a little bit like driving. Yeah. As soon as, you know, you start really thinking about what you're doing as far as, you know, gears and looking in the mirror, then you so, it all suddenly becomes a little bit awkward. Mm, um, mm. And, and you can get into a, a sort of free flow space with the pieces that you know, but you have to... I have to know them really well, and I find it very difficult to learn pieces. It takes me a long, long time to learn pieces. Um, and then I'm okay if I'm reading pieces that I haven't performed very much and I'm reading yeah. them my trouble comes in that sort of the transition mm. where I know them and it actually if I, someone just took my book off me and threw it away I'd probably be able to perform it I might miss a few lines mm. but, and, and repeat stuff but it would all be okay but yeah. when I've got the book there and I'm in that kind of transitional 
I've kind of learnt it and I know I could do it, but I can't stop looking at the bloody words. Mm, mm. And it yeah. almost takes, I know that at that point it takes away from the performance mm. and actually takes yeah. away from the, the words as well. And, and, I, yeah. and I hate that. And I suppose that's the, that's where, and mm. something that I don't have the time to do anymore, but that I really did the, you know, the first year was the open mics. Because they're the environments where you can really, mm. you know, really test yourself yeah. rather than, you know, putting yourself in, you know, big head, you know, headline gigs or slams. Yeah. Mm. All right. Where it's, <laughs> where it's, it's, it's kind of one, one thing or another. And mm. I know yeah. that's certainly, you know, something that, you know, I've sort of struggled with. I think you're yeah. right. Open mics are really integral to that. And I'm guilty of not using them enough. I will just try a new piece in a set. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. And then be like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. And I'm just going to do a new piece now. It's not actually that new, but you've only just started practicing it. Sort of say, yeah. And you have to qualify everything. And yeah. Then, and then you sort of do it. And then it might be another two months or something, you know, that goes yeah. by. Mm, mm. And I think that is the, you know, I see so many, um, not necessarily new artists, but they're certainly a lot younger than me that are coming onto the scene and they're just so strong. And it's because, you know, they're, you know, students and, they're going out. But do you know what? Like they, they. That's what. I, that's what I mean. Like they're young and they have time. Like yeah, yeah, no, you've exactly. got, you've got shit to do, yeah. and the fact that you're you're managing to still do this, however yeah, intermittently, yeah. like that is more admirable to me than a young person who has all the freaking time in the world. I remember being a student. It wasn't that long ago. I had all the time in the world. It's not impressive when you've got six contact hours a week yeah, to then go yeah. out to an open mic three times a week that's not impressive it's <laughs> no imp- I know like, it. I know it exactly it means you know? different, different different times different places different things mm, I have a contact. huge amount of respect for you know those, those you know males and females that are all out on the scene at 20 when you know anyway when I know what I was doing at 20 mm. that was yeah. just like basic I was at uni mm. and you know I wasn't spending those three nights a week going you know I was so you know and and so there is that part of me that's just like wow you know it's incredible you're doing something really fucking positive with your your life i'm the opposite i would say go out and get trashed write poetry later when you've got i get i get trashed at poetry i get trashed at poetry nights man i've never drunk the way i drink at poetry nights poets poets can put it away I always. I leave. seen you. I seen you drunk in Birmingham. I, I mean, I, I know. Wait, that what? Were you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're referring I think, to. I think you dropped your beer on the stage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah no. But I, I don't I, even think I was drunk. I think that was just clumsiness. Yeah, no, but um. No, well, well you got away. Lol. But you know what? I'm the opposite to you. Like I, <laughs> I um. I'm actually, I'm just like, okay, so you're like, you know, some young, and I know that I'm also young. I'm not trying to pretend that I'm above anyone who's in, you know, just started, but you're some young person and, you know, you've done some poem and, you know, you're getting a bit of traction. But you know what? I look at the poets who have been doing it for 10 years plus mm. and have plugged very regardless. It's very easy to be in the slam scene or the poetry scene, whatever you want to call it, for a couple of years. Get a bit of buzz. Oh, yeah, I'm doing my thing. And most people drop off after that, and that's fine. Well, and Clive, brought, Clive yeah. brought that up with me, But, actually. you know, the, the Selena Goddens of this world... No, ...who Selena. have just Selena. been here through the times when there were no other women really doing yeah. it, you know, through the yeah. punk well, scene, Lucy, through the yeah. everything. Well. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. those people I look yeah. at who have continually evolved. And mm. Selena Godden, I've never seen anyone so prolific. Yeah, one, yeah, she never yeah. performs one poem the same way twice. Yeah. And two, she is always writing new things, right? Mm, yeah. And I hear people that have been doing it six months that are like, um, I, I haven't got anything more to write. And it's like, you know what? 
I'm looking to the people who've been at it and have had the ebbs and flows and have been in it 10 mm. years plus. I feel like I've got something to learn from them. People not that... some not some person over here who no, wants absolutely. to like absolutely. get all the YouTube views when they've been in it two months. I'm like, nah. Like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Everyone's got to start somewhere. But for yeah. me, I don't feel I've got that much to learn from them. Yeah. Really? I don't think, I, I, don't, I, I don't know about anyone else, but certainly... Um, kind of coming into because uh, I was at uni when I got into doing spoken word and, and I helped put on events in Southampton I, I can find that environment especially kind of the people that we're talking about with those views a bit toxic and a bit like I'm not learning anything here I'm just beating my head against a brick wall when mm-hmm. it's one competitive mm-hmm. slam or open mic or whatever it is mm. after another I'm literally going along here to feed my own ego I know that I'm doing that and I don't want to do that anymore mm. so I don't do a lot of poetry nights anymore I yes why i don't really go to open mics either because i think it's quite stale because you know it's the same people that go every single time yeah 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 and, it's and the, like it's the same it's, it's the supportive same but it's also stagnant mm. you know what i mean yeah yes you can have your people that you know you get to read your new pieces and you know know you and know what you're about and that's lovely and we all need that support but also if you want to push yourself you, gotta go you can't yeah. be at the same open mic yeah, every so what, friday so what's, like, the, so what's the so what's the answer then you well, you okay. you you jump on a train and you go to an open mic in this random city or yeah. you go and do a workshop that is so far removed from writing it might be like a oh, okay do you so, what you, you, so it's not about it's not about the open the open mic as, as a scene. It's about continually going to the, to same, the same place every Friday night or mm-hmm. Monday night and being one of that clique. In yeah, a open mics place. are lovely, but you can't. You, you know, have to keep pushing yourself out out into different areas. But only if you're, you're tr- only if you're trying to be if you're trying to push for something more. If you're just chilling and you like doing a bit of poetry just, and you just want to go to an open mic and it's chill. Yeah, but if you're like, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to be something and I want to grow. Yeah. You can't do that doing your same poems to the same people. God, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, if you're going to keep doing the same poems and, you know, this is, this is always the the issue. Maybe it's not an issue, but the the thing when, you know, you you have a collection that you've probably been, you know, um, putting out there Mm. on the open mic scene, a slam scene or whatever Mm. for maybe a year, Mm. 18 months. You know that and that that's you know that's optimistic before yeah. it then gets published then you know hopefully it gets published and, and then, then you're you've got over to, it and then you've got to go out and you've yeah. got to do, do you've got to perform it all and you're like shit it's my opener i fucking I, everyone everyone in bristol who who's on the scene has already heard this poem not like once or twice probably three times i'm through the process of learning it and i can't bear to do it again but it's mm. the only it's a set that i know and then yeah. you have to take it. Then you have to take mm. it out. But I think it is important when you're, you know, you're in that kind of pre-sort of collection stage and, and you're practicing your stuff. It is, it is nice. Maybe it's safe, but it, it is good to have mm. a kind of supportive network to kind oh, of practice sure. your stuff. Mm. When yeah. you've then, you know, you've got a kind of set under your belt, and you know, you, you know, you really, like you said, you can own it. Mm. Then going out there. I mean, mm. unless you're really yeah. brave. I'm just not. Maybe that. I think really, I've really always brave. been pretty. Fucking like, but I know that I'm quite rare. When I talk to other <laughs> writers, and writers tend to be reclusive people, yeah. like you know, like yeah. very introverted people, shy people. I'm not, so I forget that something that isn't any big deal to me to just go. Like when I started, I was 18, and I just went off to like whatever open mic I on my own, no qualms. I know for a lot of people that would 
Mm. Bring well, we them into paroxysms <laughs> of fear. Exactly. So basically, we can just ignore for the for the for the kind of masses here. We can Ugh. just ignore everything Vanessa's saying. <laughs> I'm just and hella listen, confident. And you can just like listen to me. Hella swaggy. Who is um, who is like? I get you. You're you're. you're but you know, do you know you're, what you're it scared. is? I'm. I hear you. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what always? Do you know what always? quiets the voice because i have the voice of fear like everybody else does but what quiets it is that i know that everybody else feels the same i think the thing that makes Mm. fear so huge is that you have this fallacy in your head that everybody else knows what they're doing and everybody else fundamentally has some information or some key to the city that you don't i think to be honest you've only got to be around on the poetry spoken word scene for a little while to realize that everyone's a fucking nervous wreck on it yeah pretty much in in their own way well yeah in in life but it's it's the poet it's the poets that are kind of putting it out there I will you know, talk to like sleeve. I will yeah. talk to the most assured person, someone who I look at and go, oh my god, you got your, sh- you got, you got everything together, and then I talk it. to them and they're just they're just nervous as anyone else. Um, my own kind of thing with with spoken word and and stuff is a bit different because I literally did the spoken word thing, did some open mics, um, got to the the top of the pile in my very small tank. I'm a fish. I'm in a tank. Right. I ate all the other fish in Southampton. You were newt. I became I became the big fish. Yep. Um. And I didn't find it particularly challenging. Um, yeah. And then, but I also had a lot of anxiety. Mm. But a load of anxiety. I'm very loud, and I do poems that people don't generally like. A lot men don't like very much. Mm-hmm. But, um. So instead of kind of carrying on in the spoken word scene, I. I just was like, well, I'm also part of this massive DIY punk scene and this DIY mm. punk community. Um, and all of my poems are about this community. So that's where I'm going to, mm. that's my place. That's where I'm, I'm going to do poems. So I will still go along to open my nights and, and do the odd thing or anything, but I really, I, but that's not my place. I don't feel that's my home there. I'm, I feel at home in a sweaty kitchen with a load of dirty punks mm. or like at some like, anarchist festival or, or whatever I think there's actually something really nice about your poetry thriving in that environment mm, yeah where I you know like it, it will be in amongst you know a, a punk band and then you know some other random thing and then okay here's a poem and you know there's there's history with you know poetry being mm, yeah, yeah a very integral part of the punk scene um in the past but yeah, I like that. You know, I don't think poetry is just for poetry yeah, that's, that's nights. What I, I think that's what I'm trying to say, is the is fact that, that, is that it like, shouldn't be just limited yeah. to doing it in a spoken word scene. Like, uh, you know, aside from hopping on a train and going to another open mic in another city, go to a completely different scene, a completely different environment, a music scene or, or what, you know, whatever it well, is yeah, that you're another, else another into. Another write, writing there. scene. I mean, it's been... Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I was sort of beating myself up recently about something, but, you know, at the moment, it's, oh, I haven't written you know, a spoken word piece for such a long time. So for you, is there a difference between sitting down and just writing a piece and well, then writing something you're going to perform? Um, I mean, the um, laid bare came from just a, 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 an emotional space. Mm. And, and, you know, some of it, it turned into sort of performance pieces, other were shorter pieces of poetry, and they all kind of came together. I mean, as a result, you know, I think there was like 30, 40 poems but you know, probably about three hundred were were written over a you know really short you know time frame really, which is like you know four. Because five you wanted months. to just get them. All I just out had no other. Well, I mean, no. Or I you just, just felt inspired. I just I just had no other way to to kind of vent 
mm. what was going on in my life. Mm. And, uh, you know, sort of found as, as things had kind of equalised and, and levelled off and, you know, there's, le- there's much less drama, you know, there's not the, you know, there's, there's just n- not that volume of work coming mm. out at yeah. all. Mm. Um, and, you know, and I started writing from a very early age, you know, poetry, stories. Um, but, you know, before I came on, on the spoken word scene, which, like I said, you know, was only, you know, 24 months ago, mm. I was writing scripts and flash fiction, short stories. I came sort of come from that background and, and you know, quite short poems, you know. I didn't, I didn't even know, I didn't know anything about the spoken word scene. I didn't even know it was a thing. Two mm. years ago, I didn't know it was a thing mm. um at all um mm. and it you know it's been it's been amazing but i do you know i do sort of feel that you know we shouldn't be kind of constricted it has its, it has its limits for sure and you can see it in mm. certain artists who reach a point and they inevitably start to do a music project or they yeah. they go into theater or they, they they do something because the ceiling is fairly low with what you can do with slams and poetry yeah. nights and whatever well i mean you know, you know certainly if if you expect in, in any way to to you know to make a living in, unless you can you know sort of you know yeah. run workshops and you know and sort I, of things I think like even that. just in terms of like ideas yeah. and how you transmit them you can't keep it to these three minutes you know what i mean mm. it is very difficult so and as soon as you go oh but now i'm working with a musician and we can do a whole different thing with it or and that's now i've doing, got an hour it? i mean you both do that you both um, not so much with music but I think there's, this is why so many spoken word artists are doing one woman or one man shows. Mm, because yeah. it's like now it's I get to actually medium. get my teeth into a particular idea mm. and extend it and use things yeah. other than my words. Because when it's in a theatre, you've got to think about lighting. You've got to think about how you're moving in yeah, the space. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to think about how actually maybe I can express this entire verse that I've written in just one gesture or one facial expression. And then all of a sudden you're being pushed in different ways and that's exciting. Well, that's the interesting thing about, you know, a few a few people that I know on the Bristol scene who have come from, the, you know, who are performance poets, spoken word artists, yeah. who have come from a theatre background, yeah. uh, you know, originally. Um, and that's where, you know, we, we get into that whole debate about, you know, page and performance and stuff, mm. which we're not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, that's... A, we will be, be here on, for, like, another four hours. on the BBC or something. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and so I'm not really writing a huge amount of, of performance poetry at the moment. I think you just have to write what... Ever, what you know. Whatever is, is, is there in you at the time and, and just kind of go, go with that. Yeah. And you're working on a... You've got your yeah, I'm working on a show. But you know what? I think, you know, I've gone through long periods of not writing and then felt guilty. But then it's like, no, actually, I want, like, you've got to live some life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I'm otherwise, what, what are you writing about? There's got to be some room for some more drama. Yeah, you know, you yeah, can't yeah, just yeah. always be at home writing and crying, yeah. can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not 14 anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but you know, yeah. yeah. I think, I, you know, but then my, um, so I have a collection that's coming out with Burning Eye this year in April called Better Watch Your Woo-hoo! Mouth. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> um, um, and it's, Great title, uh, by the way. Thank you. Um, thank you, Susan Sarandon, hero. <laughs> um, so, but that collection is 15 poems and 
Ooh, very all, short, very concise. Yeah, it's, pamph- it's just a pamphlet. Mm. Um, Not just a pamphlet, it's a pamphlet. It's, but you know what? I, I, it's an M&S pamphlet. <laughs> I really admire that. It's, it's Again, it's that Sally Jenkins thing where she makes a really small collection oh, yeah. or pamphlet, whatever, and every single one is like, perfect. Sally no? Jenkins yeah, yeah, is yeah. the, yeah, she's the kind of, she's my favourite mm. ever. Mm. I, you know, and the Wasan Shiree collection. Really oh. short, but every single one, killer. Yeah. So my collection is, really short and it's made up of maybe what you would consider page poetry rather than performance and actually sally read my manuscript before i handed it in and she told me to take out let loose lucy which is my signature my poem my, my poem that i do one that you read out yeah yeah, yeah that's my my anthem um and she told me to take it out because it didn't fit with the, mm, with the yeah, rest yeah. of the book and yeah. i perform to sweaty punks all the time and actually quite a lot of what i write is very emotive page poetry but then that's interesting, isn't it? Because then when you think about it from a commercial point of view, it's like, if I take up a poem that I perform a lot, mm. someone comes up to me then and goes, yeah. is that poem in it? And you go, no, mm. that's that's a problem, isn't it? Because there are yeah. loads of poems that I might think, do you know what? That was a bit cheesy and a bit sort of lowest common denominator, but yeah. people still love it. So yeah. it feels like it needs to go in the book because oh, people know. come up to you yeah. wanting that in yeah. print. Well, and, and, and if it forms part of your set, because it sounds good, and there is sometimes quite a difference, you know. I'm, you know, at having to edit, lay bare, and you know, putting pieces in there that, you know, I knew didn't look to some <coughs> people, critics, you know, like the, you know, the best thing on the page. Mm. Um, but they perform well. They sound mm. good, and people like them. Yeah. Um, you know, and and they've become signature pieces. Yeah. And then having to obviously sort of include them, and then taking out pieces you know really sort of tiny tiny little tight concise <laughs> beautiful little, things, tiny little yeah. few things are, because it didn't it, it you know it didn't help the collection mm. and i found that really hard to let go because i just want to put this in to prove that i can write that way <laughs> yeah you know? and you just yeah. have to let night as well sort of mm. letting go of that ego and you know and clive's sort yeah. of saying to me you know i'm going to leave it up to you to you know um sort of compile a, a collection that is is a complete narrative mm. that we you, you know and and then you do have to do that at times yeah, i find that really frustrating i have i have <laughs> i have, I have, I have well, that's when that's when you can self-publish i have poems that are just like i mean i've got a poem recently i've kind of come full circle i used to be a very shouty ranty poet then i calmed down a lot and was very quiet mm. and i have a couple more pieces that are a bit more loud and ranty again i've got this poem about not shaving my asshole and you know Classic. It's a really silly poem. It's really silly. It's 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 great for what it is, but it's literally one of those things you write in five minutes in a I did it. fit I've of got rage, yeah, yeah. and then you perform it, and people love it, right? Yeah. Like I, met, I'll I actually do... met a random person at Boomtown who was like, I just saw Vanessa Kasule. People, and I was like, get enough of this poem. I was like, did you do the bumhole one? And they were like, yeah, it was the best poem I've ever heard. How short is it? Um, how short is it? Yeah. Um, I think... Can you do it now? I haven't heard no it. No freaking way I'm doing it now. <laughs> But okay, so the thing is, the thing is about this poem is it's one of those throwaway things, and I knew people love it because it's a bit crude, and it, you know, a lot of women can identify with it, blah blah blah. But it's not tightly written. It's not, you know, what I mean. But it's one, it's one of those poems where I'll do a whole set with all these lovely, you know, sort of quiet, considered poems, and then that one at the end, and without, like, what's the word? Without fail. Yeah, without fail. Without fail. <laughs> 
I always forget. Ten that. people. <laughs> ten people. Ten boys from Gryffindor. Ten boys. Ten, ten people will come up to me and be like, oh, the arse album, the arse album. I'm like, I had all these lovely poems about heritage. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, you know, all these lovely things. I'm and yet all you care about is my arse poem. Great. And it's like, you know, I've got a collection that I'm working on now to hopefully be published this year. I don't know if you that know necessarily needs to Do be. you know why? Why? It's because everyone's got an arsehole. There we go. It's very relatable. Yeah. But you know what? Well, like, it's like, you know, I don't know if I really want that in my collection. It's not really what I would consider a great, but I know that if I carry on performing it, and I like performing it, it's yeah. fun, people are going to be like, is that in the book? Is that in the book? And I'll, I'll be like, no. And that might be 10 quid that isn't in my pocket at the end of the night. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what do I do? But then you have like, um, there's, you know, the, the, like outlets, like, you know, there's other platforms for you to be able to do that on now. So, you might not put it in your book, but you might be like, I've recorded a, a CD of my spoken word. No, but not but not if it's, like, if it's a kind of deal breaker on the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there right, are people yeah. that yeah. will be like, there are people like, that ask is you, is X poem in there? Because yeah. that's what they want. you know want. what you should do? Is yeah. maybe have some postcards done. Mm. The asshole. Yeah, it's yeah, true. See, and have a really crude coaches. picture mm-hmm. on the front. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah, or I not about or doing... Or not even, and just, you know, the you know the irony, the poem on one side and, you know, something kind of unrelated but yeah no true true on the front mm. you yourselves you say no i have it that's not in the book however or maybe a bookmark mm. a book, books bookmarks or a pen so. like buddy wakefield <gasps> that one i had that i've got the landscape oh, pen upstairs it's great. Great. yeah it's yeah, true he gave it to me for free um, so i was too oh, poor to buy anything i don't have one of those oh it's great i've got one with um we are we were emergencies mm-hmm. in it yeah Sorry, um, Bolger has a tote bag that says I lost it yeah, in the veg aisle. You know, that. shit like that. Yeah, people yeah, like, yeah. People yeah. can be quite inventive with, with those kind of things. Now. Again, but again, that's reckon. something that takes some real confidence to do, to have that. I mean, it, it takes some confidence. I sometimes find it, you know, doing a, a, a gig and I've got my books and I don't mm. want to say that I've got any books for sale because it's... It's all a bit, you just you you, you find like, it's it. It's all a bit embarrassing. If you can if you can find a like a rehearsed little shtick that you have I, I for know, your set, I know. and then just do that every single time. And then you'll just get used to it. I know, I know. So then you don't have to think about, oh, how am I going to bring it into my set? If you just know, okay, and then this is the bit where I say this. Yeah. It makes it a bit easier. You're right, I do. And and I'm too kind of emotion-led. So, you know, Mm. if if I'm having a shitty time and I've sort of plunged into some sort of depths of lack of of self-confidence, then I'm just like, oh, no, I I did, you know, I've been introduced to someone that's got a book and I'm like, well, I do, but I'm not really, I'm not really going to sell it tonight it's like but they're, they're the ones that be, they're the ones where people buy them actually yeah. and it's a funny thing isn't it but i'm really i can't stop thinking about that bookmark idea i'm just that thinking that I, i'm thinking about pants <gasps> oh my yes! god i'd have to do loads of different sizes and shit though wouldn't i no not if they're kind of no, they'd have to be the right size for people. So no, they? You, it could be. It, you, you, you could. could love sex, hate sexism because they make pants. Where love, sex, hate, sexism. Yeah, they're like a London collective. Mm. Um, and they do pants. Yeah, like it would be like a nice kind of just like a standard sort of big heeny brief style with not wear shaving your ass off on the back. I'm just thinking like the whole kind of. Sex shop range now. Oh man, <laughs> Vanessa Casule's sex shop range. Yeah. Oh man, sex toy palace. Dildos. Yeah, I'm just all sorts. This this has taken a turn. Yeah, conversation. I know. So I'm some kind of direction again. Mm. What oh, are time. what are we? Okay, so let's quickly maybe talk about the things that we're looking forward to this year. 
Obviously, I'm looking forward to you having a book. <laughs> yes. I'm very, very excited it about again, Jen? It's called Better Watch Your Mouth. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, yes. Um, <laughs> and the title comes from Thelma and Louise, where just before Susan Sarandon shoots the rapist, she says, better watch your mouth, buddy. And, nice. Uh, that's, and I've been told my whole life to watch my mouth and to be quiet. Yeah. Um, I so. think it's, it's, one, it's one of the best titles. That yeah, it's great. So I'm, I'm quite proud of quite proud of that one. Mm. Um, well, I'll also be yeah. looking forward to that then. That's yeah. Easy. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Good. And Malika. Well, I, I'm. I, yeah. Yeah. Malika. Read Malikas. Yeah, Malika. Mm. Was very good. Um, and Louise Fazakli's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Um, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Toby Campion. Toby Campion's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, really my book's also coming out. It's not got a title yet. It's not really got any content yet. So that's good. How did you, how you manage that? I'm very important. Yeah, um, <laughs> very, very important so and just esteemed. What? And and oh, my gosh. show, my show, um, sexy, which is about sexiness. Yes. And it's really scary because I'm going to be doing some of it in my bra and pants. I was practicing today. That so it was really scary. Definitely wow. get those pants made. 27th of January. Twenty-seventh of January at the Wardrobe Theatre is the Bristol Scratch. 25th of March, um, at the Sprint Festival in Camden is the London Scratch. So mosey on down to see my jiggly bit because this is the year that I do all things that are scary. Last year I started, I started doing scary things. I did life modeling and a rap battle and all kinds of mad stuff. And yeah. it was so exhilarating. And you got right into that rap battle. To constantly that, do things that were out of my comfort zone. That I was like, I'm just going to carry on like that. Mm. If it's something that I already know how to do, I'm not interested in doing it, to be honest. I'm just constantly on that because... I can feel how quickly I'm growing. I've grown more in the past year than I have in five years of just plodding along doing the same sort of stuff. Yeah. So as scary as it is, you can really feel the difference when you start to work in that way. Mm. So that's that's my thing for this year, just new things, constant new things, and learning from other artists and, yeah, death me. How about you, In that you, case, Hannah? well, I should maybe learn to sing. Probably my ultimate fear. If you're drawing a punk man, you genu- don't have genu- what, you, what, what scares you about singing? I'm scared of singing too. Yeah, I'm just. It, I mean, it's just there are just certain things that you just find very exposing. I think mm. I probably find it um, easier to to run down the street naked than I would. But isn't to it run interesting? Down... Like something to me that is no big. So, for example, people think that what we do, so like just reading poems out loud mm. about our personalities, is really like brave. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. these are people that will be really open with their partners about their emotional. Yeah. Whereas I am so like I can be really emotionally open with a thousand yeah. strangers, but if you're here like sat next to me mm. as a potential partner trying to get close to me, I'm like that scares me. Whereas most people feel very able to do that, but not what I do that is so in, it's in a, relative that's isn't it that's a whole another interesting conversation about poetry and uh, you know what you're what you're willing to say to strangers and what you're willing to say to the audience and actually how close people feel to you when they don't actually know you because you've come off your off stage yeah. and you appear to actually shared a huge amount about yourself and of course you have in one way mm. but you will like uh, but it's still a performance share, but, and, and you're still sharing stuff that is comfortable for you and people who know me you know very well will say you know well, you're not actually that open at all 
Mm. Um, you know, whereas of course the, the you know the, 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 the impression the, persona, the impression is that you know I wear my heart on my sleeve. I tell everybody anything. I put in a book all the bad things I've done. Mm. You know, no, but, you're so right. But actually, you're so right. that's not. I'm actually very guarded. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, very completely. Bound, I'm very boundary. People say, you know, oh, well, you're so different. You know, they see you perform or just out, even dancing and stuff. I know you're, you know, you're really into your dancing. Mm. Uh, so, Oh, but now I've actually spent a bit of time getting to know you. You're actually really, you're really different, mm. and you're actually very boundaryed and very closed. Actually, quite private. Mm. Um, and yeah. so you know, the, there is there is that aspect with with poetry that mm. um, you know people think that they know you in a way that perhaps they, mm. you know, they don't. So where does um where does the the singing come from then? Is that something that you've always been? Oh, just because I'm always, terrified of it. Because I'm shit at it. Yeah. That's, I, that's that's another interesting thing isn't it is that I don't like doing things that I'm not good at whereas I know plenty of people that just do things for the love oh and I, I, and I, I absolutely and love singing and I have started mm. to now and if I'm in the house by myself you know I, yeah. I love it and I have started to let other people hear me as in you know if I if I you know know somebody really well then I will sing along to one of my favorite songs mm. on the radio yeah. in more than just that whispery weird voice that you do when you're in you're assembly trying to keep at school. it quiet yeah. <laughs> which always sounds awful because yeah like, yeah <laughs> i think i think that you should probably join a punk band because in punk bands no it one doesn't really matter sings. what you, you sound can't like sing. Yeah. you just have to yell a lot and it must um, be so bad for really people's bad. throats and, and voice boxes though the way they yeah so yell. my my friend ren um is the front woman for a band called petrol girls and they're like hardcore punk and she used to do very like kind of pretty acoustic stuff and then one day was like yeah fuck this um i'm gonna start a hardcore feminist punk band she fucking goes for it on stage um and then quite often she'll like gargle with honey and lemon before she goes on and, and things like that and um but i find that like oh i did a tour a few years ago and that was a spoken word tour and by the third day my voice was dead mm. like you know it happens you have to look after your voice like mm. with singing spoken word or performance of any kind whatever you're doing you have to really look after your voice every festival they'll put me on sunday afternoon yes yeah, friday and saturday same. i'll be freaking hitting it hard yeah. yelling oh, and yeah. partying yeah. and then sunday yeah. And I can't perform. And it's very unprofessional. It's like you're only at this festival because they've booked you to perform. And you can't do the one thing that you're here to do. And I always feel so bad. That actually happened to me a lot. Um, well 2016 and, and in fact you know I came away from a few festivals just basically able to do yeah so now I'm gonna, I don't want to do really any more festival if I do it's got to be on the Friday <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. a bit like that you know when you know when you, you're on in the night and you know you're last yeah <laughs> or you're oh, God, headlining yeah. or something yeah. and, and you're, you're, you're knocking like, them back <laughs> yeah. like we do yeah. <laughs> but yeah in conclusion yeah. 2017 is going to be the best year ever yeah yeah so we're all looking forward well to I don't like expectation Bam. so I mean, I'm just gonna say you know 2017 is gonna be non-awful can we agree with that awful. it's just gonna it's just gonna That's be take it every day as it comes the highs and lows I, yeah. I just don't think you know like I said just 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 roll with it all yeah but so uh thank you Hannah and thank you Vanessa for coming over and eating my soup and thank drinking you. wine and stuff it's been a pleasure talking to you both um you can find Vanessa and Hannah's books on our web store, which is um, 
burningeye.beatcartel.com thanks very much for listening Um, we'll see you next time um, for another exciting edition of the Burning Eye podcast